a while ago, a year or two ago perhaps, we studied a tshuva of the Shvos Yaakov regarding Yibum Bismanazeh. Yibum is very rare Bismanazeh. It's almost unheard of. I, I'm aware of a number of cases of chalitza that were done publicly. There are doubtless a lot more that I don't know about. Chalitza is, uh, that's chalitza. Yibum is very, very rare. Virtually unheard of. We discussed a tshuva of the Shvos Yaakov several hundred years ago about a case where Yibum was necessary because the man could not do chalitza. The man couldn't do chalitza because chalitza requires the use of his legs. You have to be able to push the leg. The, 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 the core ceremony of chalitza is the woman removes the shoe from, the, from her brother-in-law's foot and the foot has to be pressed into the ground. She has to remove the shoe while he's pushing down with his foot onto the ground. And this person had a deformity of his leg and he couldn't, he couldn't do the pushing. So chalitza was impossible. So the question was, can you do yibum? Uh, just, just to go through the background, so the, the law of yibum and chalitza, those are two of the tarag mitzvahs in Parshas Kiseitze. The halacha is that if a man dies childless, and he, has, <coughs> and he has at least one brother, so two conditions. He has, to have, he has to be married and die childless, and he has to have at least one living brother, and no surviving children. Then the woman is supposed to do yibum with one of the man's brothers, oldest brother, other brothers, Yibum is he marries her, and that's the mitzvah of Yibum. If, the, if they don't do Yibum, she's not allowed to marry anyone else. The woman is not allowed to marry anyone else until she does chalitza. There's actually a machlokis rishonim, whether chalitza is a mitzvah if she doesn't want to get married. Let's say the woman is not interested in remarrying. Should she do chalitza anyway? Is that a mitzvah or just in order to get married? Like a get. But be that as it may, the, the mitzvah ideally is Yibum. If you don't do Yibum, then, then you do chalitza, that allows the woman to remarry. So in, in the Shavuz Yaakov's case, it was necessary to do yibum because they couldn't do chalitza, because of technical reasons, the, the deformity of his leg, he couldn't do chalitza properly, and therefore if they didn't do yibum, she would remain in Aguna, so we, it was necessary to allow, to allow yibum in order to avoid having the woman remain in Aguna her whole life. So he allowed it. He conceded that it was a great chiddush, that yibum was not done today in Ashkenazic circles, so he said it was a uh, chiddush, but he spent a while arguing that it was mutter for various reasons, and he came out that it was mutter. We're going to study tonight two further tshuvas from later generations about the possibility of doing yibum b'smanazeh. One, an Ashkenazi tshuva, is by the Marsham. The other, a Sephardic tshuva, is by Rav Avadi Yosef. Uh, in, in both cases, the, in, bo- both cases discuss yibum b'smanazeh. The Marsham's case is similar to the, to the Shvos was a case where Yibam was necessary for various reasons. There was a very strong reason to want to allow Yibam. Ravavadi's case, there was no particular reason to need to do Yibam other than that Yibam is a mitzvah in the Torah. So, before we get into the tshuvas, we'll discuss some of the background, what the issue is, why, why we don't normally do Yibam, and then we'll take a look at these, at these tshuvas, one by the Marsham, two by Ravavadia, to see what they say about doing Yibam in contemporary times. So, the Gemara has a Mishnah, the Gemara has a Machlokis, whether bismanazeh, yibum is preferred, or chalitza. There's no question that yibum is the ideal mitzvah. The Torah says you do yibum. If he doesn't want to do yibum, you do chalitza, you disgrace him, you spit at him, and you say, this is what we do to a man who doesn't do yibum, who doesn't build the base achiv. So clearly yibum is the, is the ideal mitzvah. Yibum was done, according to the Mepharshim, even before Matan Torah. The story of Yehuda and Tamar was a, and his sons was a, was a kind of variation of yibum, the Mepharshim explained, the story in the end of Megillus Rus, with Rus and uh, Boaz and the Goel. 
that's, uh, it wasn't strict Yibam, it wasn't, it wasn't a brother's wife, but it was sort of the idea of Yibam, the Mepharshim explained. So the basic idea of Yibam was an old tradition, even before Matan Torah, and it was codified with very specific rules in the Torah. In, in the Torah, Yibam and Chalitza are two of the Tariq mitzvahs, one mitzvah is Yibam, one mitzvah is Chalitza. Yibam is clearly preferred, Alpi Kabbalah, there are great things, reasons to do Yibam, the Ramban talks about it in Spirish La Torah, Alpi Nigla, it's, it's some kind of mitzvah to help perpetuate the memory of the deceased who died without children. But Yibam is a great mitzvah. And if you don't do Yibam, you do Chalitza. So everyone agrees that Yibam is preferred. But there's a Machlokas Tanaim, whether that still applies when Yibam is not done for pure motives. The, the Mishnah Bechara says that they used to say mitzvah Yibam Kodemes, and then when people began to do Yibam Shalol Lishma, for, for Noi, for Ishus, because the woman was attractive, or for other reasons, they weren't doing it L'Shem Mitzvah, they said Yibum is no longer preferred. The Gemara in Yivama says, that's the Shita of Abashol. Abashol says that when Yibum is not done L'Shma, L'Shem Mitzvah, then Chalitza is preferred. Abashol uses very strong language. He says, if someone does Yibum for impure motives, for ulterior motives, it's Ki'ilu Erva, it's almost like incest, and Vikarov Hadavar Leosivlad Mamzer, it's the Vlad that any child born of that union is almost a Mamzer. Almost a Mamzer is a very uh, curious phrase. But the issue, of course, is that Yibum is a very paradoxical mitzvah. Every case of Yibum, the great mitzvah of Yibum, there's also an underlying erva. A, bro- a sister in law, a brother's wife, is an erva. Normally, you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife. If, if, you, if your brother dies with children, it, the, the woman is an erva. If it's a brother not from the father, it's an erva. So normally, a, a sister-in-law, a brother's wife, is an erva. The Torah wrote the mitzvah of Yibam, that overrides the erva and replaces it with a mitzvah. So instead of being a, 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 very, a very grave iser, it becomes a, a great mitzvah. However, Abba Shol's opinion is that that's only if you do it for the right reason. If you do it for the wrong reason, then it reverts to being an iser, or almost an iser. The Chum disagree. The Chum say that no. Once the Torah said, Yivama Yavola, once the Torah said, there's a mitzvah of Yibam, the Torah completely erased the Isser of Erva in this context, and therefore it doesn't matter what your intention is, pure, impure, mixed, it doesn't matter. You, it's always a mitzvah, and we no longer care about your intentions. The Rambam in Achuva explains the Machlokas in a very, uh, very lumdish, very uh, you know, classically elegant way. He says that Chazal and later Poskim have a dichotomy, in, in a Talmudic halachic dichotomy called hutra and dechuya. When, when something is mutra, when we allow a mitzvah or a great need to override an iser, there are two ways of conceptualizing that, that, that uh, override. Either we can say it is hutra, that the, that the iser is totally erased, it's like it's not here anymore, or we can say dechuya. The iser is here, but it's overridden, it's overridden by the mitzvah. The, the Gemara talks about this, about Tumah Hutra B'tzibur. The halacha is normally you can't go into the Mikdash, bring a carbon when you're Tameh. If Rov of the Tzibur is Tameh, or Karban Pesach, when most of the Tzibur is Tameh, then we, you can bring the carbon anyway. The Gemara discusses whether Tumah Hutra B'tzibur or Tumah Dehuya B'tzibur is it totally mutter or is it just uh, overridden. The Gemara has various ramifications of that, of that discussion. There's a similar discussion in the post game about Pikuach Nefesh on Shabbos. Is Shabbos totally mutter? Or do we say it, 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 it's still Shabbos, just that you do what you have to do to save a life? Some posts can suggest that that could explain the machlokas, whether you should try to have a non-Jew do it, or try to do it in a way that's mutter, or with a shiner or something, or not bother. 
Some want to suggest it might, be, it might depend on whether it's Hutra or Dehuya. If it's totally Mutter, we don't have to look for any, uh, look for any ways to ameliorate it. It's Mutter. If it's Dehuya, that means the Isra is in place, but we have to look for ways. So, so it's better, if you have to do it, you do it, but it's better to find ways to avoid or ameliorate the Isra. That's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily dependent on Hutra and Dehuya. But in general, Hutra and Dehuya is, is a, a lumdish conceptualization of how do we look at when, when, when a mitzvah trumps an Avera, how do we look at it? Do we say the Avera is totally gone, it's like it's not here at all? Or do we say it's here, but the, the, the need to do the mitzvah overrides the need to do the Avera, but the Avera is still here, and therefore if any, uh, if, if, if the mitzvah, and therefore Abishol says, if the mitzvah is not being done lishma, then it reverts to being an Avera, or almost an Avera. The, there's actually a big machlokus whether the Gemara means, Abishol means that it's actually Midaraisa, Midaraisa it's an Arab, Midaraisa it's Naibim, or whether he simply means midrabanan, the rabbanan wa machmer, that you shouldn't do ibum if your if your if your if your motives are impure. So that's a machlokus. But anyway, abashol shita, one way or another, whatever the the hezbar of shita is, abashol shita is that if you do them, that if you do ibum for the wrong reasons, then you then, then you run into the issue of erva and it's, it's an iser. The chum say it doesn't really matter whatever reason you do whatever reason you do it, since it is a mitzvah, the Torah objectively is a mitzvah. The Torah, in this situation, it's a mitzvah. The Torah eliminated the concern for erva, and therefore it is 100% mutter. How do we paskin? So this is a major machlokas rishonim. Many, many rishonim paskin that, many, many, many rishonim paskin, like the chachamim, that it is absolutely mutter. That there's no isser at all. That, the, that even if you do it shalolosh and mitzvah, it's absolutely fine. The, in the tshuvas or advaz, he summarizes the Rishonim who say, he lists the Rishonim, who, Radvaz was a Sephardi, he was arguing in favor of Yibam. He summarizes the Rishonim who passing like the Chachamim, that there's no Isra at all. He says, the Sheiltos, the Rif, Rabbeinu Zrachi Alevi, the author of the Balamar, Rabbeinu Ephraim, the Talmud of the Rif, Rabbi Yosef Ibn Migash, the, the Rambam, the Ravid, the Magad Mishnah, Rabbeinu Yeshaya, the Elder, Rabbi Yeshaya of Trani, Rav Hoshaya, Rabbi Shimon HaMe'ili, Rabbeinu Yonason, the Ramban, the Rashba, the Ra'ah, the Ritva, the Ran, the Ritva and the Ran, and these are, the Ramah, the Rivash, these are primarily, these are primarily uh, Sephardim, but there are also some Ashkenazim as well. There are also several, there are also several Ashkenazim as well, the Ravya, and the, and the, the, the Ravya, and some Ashkenazim passing this way as well. And uh, as a matter of fact, they, they, the, the Radvaz brings that the Mordechai said that, in, that, 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 that there were major kehilos and Ashkenaz that actually did do Yibum, that followed the view that you do, that you do Yibum. In Shpira Garmaiza Magensa, spires, worms, and manes. We're going we're gonna to read about them soon in the Kinos, the three great cities of ancient Ashkenaz that used to do Yibum. Uh, the, the Ashkenazi we shown him record that. So, so, so many, many we shown him, virtually all the Svardim and some Ashkenazim were in favor of Yibum, they passed like the Chachamim. Many Ashkenazi Rishonim passed like Abashol, Rashi, the Ri, Rabbeinu Tam, various Palitosis, the Smag, the Smak, the Mordechai, the Ram, Rabbeinu Peretz, others. So, so, so there, were, there were many Ashkenazi Akronim who passed like the Shita that, 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 that like Abashol, that it's a question of erva if, if you do it for the wrong reason. The Machaber, the Shulchan Aruch, brings both opinions, but he inclines to the view that it's a mitzvah regardless. He brings that. He brings that. He brings the sheet of the chachamim as a stam, and the sheet of the of the of Abashol is only a yesh omrim. The Ramad doesn't say hundred percent clearly, but he seems to paskin like the Ashkenazi Rishonim that Yibum is not a mitzvah. We're concerned for Abashol that since people are not mechavin l'shem mitzvah bezman azeh, 
then Yibam is not preferred, Chalitza is preferred. So for many years, the, 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 for many centuries, the custom in Sephardic countries was Yibam was done, following most Rishonim, following the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch and the Rif. Yibam was done when appropriate. Ashkenazim, even though in medieval times some of the great German cities did Yibam, but for a long time, for at least several hundred years, Yibam was not done because we follow the Ashkenazi Rishonim, the Balitosvis and their followers, and the Ramah, who were against Yibam, and they, 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 they ruled like Abashol, that Yibam, when done for ulterior motives, is not a, uh, not a mitzvah. On the contrary, it's an Aver. At least Medrabanan, it's an Aver. So we discussed the, the Shavos Yaakov, who, in a previous year, who allowed Yibam in a case where, in a case where there was no other Eitzab, in a case where the woman would have remained in Aguna because the Chalitza wasn't possible. And tonight we're going to see several chuvas, one by the Marsham, two by Rav Avadia, that discuss doing Yibam Bismanazim. So turning to the Marsham's chuva first, so the Marsham deals with the following interesting case. He says, a woman, he says, the, a woman's husband died, and she became Zekuka Liyavim. Now, now, now she's in a situation of Yibam. They had no children. And the, the Yavim, the brother-in-law, the one who would do the Yibam, he had lost four wives. He had four wives who had passed away. And the, he, had, he had a number of little children, and he had no one to take care of them. Today, people hire nannies and so on. But back then, the most common thing was a person who was a widower with young children, he would try to find a wife to take care of his young children. Even today, people probably try to do that. So the problem was, this fellow did not have an easy time finding, was not having at all, an easy time at all finding a new wife. People didn't want to get married to someone who had lost four wives. I don't know, if, I don't think they thought he was killing them, but... Uh, you know, they, they believed there was something... Uh, they, the Marsham talks about the idea of a katlan. The Gemara talks about katlanis. Katlanis is where a woman loses multiple husbands. She's not allowed to remarry because we're afraid that somehow something about her is killing the husbands. That doesn't really apply in the Ikra Din to a man who loses wives. It's a kind of a double standard. But there is a shiti, says the Chalchim Chokek, who says that the... There, that, that there is a shiti of the Chalchim who says... That, 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 that it does apply, at least in some cases, to a man who loses multiple wives as well. Anyway, but practically it was hard for him to find a new wife. He really needed someone to take care of the children. Also, it was hard for him to be without a wife. Men, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily healthy for a man, to, spiritually healthy for a man to be without a wife. He was worried about her chet, kol yamav. And um, he was a Talmud Chacham, and a and he knew that the halacha urged him to get married. The woman was used to the kids. She apparently was, uh, the, the kids were familiar with her and, uh, and she would be a good mother to them. She had no children of her own and she was already uh, post-menopause. She wasn't going to have children of her own. So all around, it was, it was a good arrangement. Everyone seemed to be desirous. It was good for the kids. It was good for the, it was good for the, for the, for the, for the widower. Apparently it was good for the widow as well. Uh, she was apparently interested to, to, to get to marry her, her brother-in-law. And it would have been Yibam. They were going to do Yibam. The problem was, we don't do Yibam. Ashkenazim don't do Yibam. So, can, can we, because we're Choshish for Abashol, we're Choshish, we, we follow Rishonim who are Choshish for Abashol, who say that if you do it for ulterior motives, then it's a problem. So maybe here too, maybe, maybe we can't allow Yibam because we're Choshish for Abashol. If you do it for the wrong reason, it could be a question of Erva. So, the Shoel had argued that the Shavos Yaakov has a tremendous kula. The Shavos Yaakov says that the whole concern about doing Yibam for an ulterior motive, of becoming like Erva, 
That's only if you do it solely, exclusively for the wrong reason. But if you do it for mixed motives, for both the right reason and the wrong reason, we saw in the Shvaz Yaakov, that is mutter. That, that's not Pogeba Erba, that's not a problem, even according to Abishol. Abishol says, don't do even because maybe you'll do it solely for the wrong reason. Totally Shalolishma. But, but most normal people do it for mixed motives, and that is 100% fine. He brings a fascinating proof of this. He says, the Gemara says that, forget Yibum, the Gemara says you're never supposed to marry a woman for ulterior motives, for base motives like money or beauty, he says. You're never supposed to do that. And that's, al- that's always considered improper. Every- everyone gets married, he says, for women who find favor in their eyes, for, for, for these types of criteria. Moreover, he says, Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu married Rachel, why? The Torah says why, because she was beautiful. It says, for Rachel haisa yifas tar vifas mare, Rachel was beautiful. Yaakov loved Rachel, and he said, I'll work seven years to marry Rachel. So, he says, you, cannot, you can have all kinds of spiritual intentions, but the Pasuk says, he mar- you, can't, you can't be uh, from her than the Torah. The Torah says he married her because she's beautiful. We shall him ask, why, why would a tzaddik like Yaakov care much about that? So they give different explanations. But the Pasuk says, the Yaakov says, that he married her because she was beautiful. It must be that, that mixed motives are allowed. Marrying someone for a motive both of both of uh, ulterior and, uh, and, and uh, ulterior motives, less noble motives as well as more noble motives is fine, he says. And, and that works for the general concern against marrying someone, marrying someone uh, for, for, for ulterior motives, and that works for Yibam as well, the Shavas Yaakov says. It works for, if you do Yibam for both motives, because it's a mitzvah and because, and because she's attractive and because she has money, something like that, then that is legitimate. That's what the that's what the Shavas Yaakov says. So in the Marsham, they, they raise that they, they raise that uh, the, the Marsham's correspondent raised that possibility as well. Here also, even if they're going to do it for reasons like raising the children and helping this fellow find a wife, but also is, is certainly they're, they're, he's a Tamil Chacham, he's a Yerei They're also going to do it l'shem mitzvah. Maybe that's okay. So the many posts can many posts can bechlal don't pass him like Abishol, like all, all those Rishonim we mentioned before. And it's a question of Egon, and, uh, and so on and so forth. So the Marsham was not actually sure if this was a great hatter. The Marsham says that you want to argue, like the Shavas Yaakov, that, that, that if you're not doing it explicitly and totally for the wrong reason, it's mutter, that if you're doing it uh, for, other, for, for, for mixed reasons, then it's mutter. Says the Marsham, actually, even if I accept the Shavas Yaakov, I don't know if it applies in this case. And the Marsham has uh, a very curious chumrah. He says... He says we can distinguish between what is your ulterior motive. If your ulterior motive is just base and personal and not a mitzvah at all, that's where, like looks or money, that's where the Shavos Yaakov says, as long as you also have kavana for mitzvah, that's fine. But where your ulterior motive is also a mitzvah, to help these poor motherless children, to help this person be married and, and avoid her that's a mitzvah, he said. Th- those are religiously significant things. Even though that's good, it's always good to do things for, for, for religious reasons. When it comes to Yibam, that's actually more of a problem. Because just like we find in the context of Kudshim, he says, Kudshim have to be done Lishma, they have to be offered for the right, the right reasons, the right, the right intentions. The, a wrong Kavana, Shalom Lishma, can create Psulim. The Gemara says, Asfara, Demina Machriba, Delav Mina La Machriba. That a Kavana of another carbon, the wrong carbon, but another carbon, since it's also a Machshav of carbon, that's a more serious uh, distortion. And that can pass all the carbon. But the low mina, if you just have in mind for chulin, she'enam mina, something that's not a carbon at all, that's just insignificant and we dismiss it. So the marsham actually suggests 
that in the the same thing might apply to Ibum when the Shvas Yaakov was mekel for mixed motives or for or for not non-explicit motives. He said that's only when the other motive is is personal. That's insignificant. That that doesn't count if you also have kavana for the mitzvah. But if the other motive you have is another mitzvah, a mitzvah of taking care of the children, for example, that's also a mitzvah. So that can actually detract from the purity of intention for Yibam. It, it's, a, it's a competitor mitzvah, it's another mitzvah. And uh, it's a strange shvari, we, we don't think of mitzvahs as being in competition, but it's based on the Gemara in Zvachim. And uh, it's based on the Gemara in, in the context of Kadshim and Zvachim. And therefore, the Marsham suggests that it's not even clear that the Shavuz Yaakov would apply, would apply in this case, and, and perhaps... Perhaps dual kavana, where the other kavana is mitzvah, would not be so great. Okay, so the Mashem is a long tshuva. We're not going to get into all the detail. No, no, it's not such a long tshuva. It goes on for about a page or so. We're not going to get into all his pill-pull back and forth. But at the end of the tshuva, he rules as follows. And in the last few lines of the tshuva, he says that Benidim Nidan, in our case, there are many tzadim lahakel, the aguna, and the children. There's a need to be mekel, and we have these different sfaras of the Shavuz Yaakov, and so on, and and Abishol's din is only a chumran, it's not, it's not Medaraisa necessarily, it's, it's, it's only Drabanan according to some poskim. Therefore, he says, in, in the case of great need like this, he thinks, he, he, he's inclined to say you can be lenient. He says, he says, or we can be mekil, but they should do it, uh, they should do it via Bastin. So Bastin can make sure they do it right. There's a ceremony, a shtar kedushin you write, there's a document you're supposed to sign. There's a proper protocol that should be followed, he says. And Uva Kolze, he says, the Marsham was, was well known for being a, a very lenient posik. He, he, he was famously lenient. Nevertheless, this is such a, an unusual thing, he says, such an unheard of idea. Uva Kolze, he says, in Ritzoni Lios Kemaskim Rakba Ofen Shetskimu Od He says, as many posts can say, I don't want to issue the Hetra my own, it's only if I get the support of a number of other Rabbanim who are. Uh, Renowned for their halachic expertise, he says, and he goes on. No, he says, "Imla butladaiti." If I if I don't meet with if this doesn't meet with the support of other poskim, then I uh, that that then butladaiti. My opinion is, uh, is, uh, is, is, is 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 my opinion shouldn't count. The chalila lasses meisel hakel bedavar tumul arabim chas v'shalom to issue a lenient ruling on something which is tumul arabim, something which is seen as uh, as as bizarre, as as hard to understand. With that, you can do it. It, it is mutters. You can do it, but you certainly have to have the askama of kama gedole hadar, many gedole hadar. Certainly in our generation, he says, parts rubala made people's uh, commitment to halacha and to religion is, is tenuous to begin with, he says. And even after, he says, even if you tell me that you got yaskimu bazeh gedolem, even after you find gedolem who agree with me, still don't just, don't just go ahead and, and, and act on that, he says. Lo let me know uh, who the maskimim are, what they say, exactly what they say. I'm really scared to issue a heter in such a novel, uh, radical thing, he says. Yibam is unheard of, despite the fact that on paper, Mishwas Yaakov and, man, and so many Risharim, it's really not according to many, many post-commits mutter, but there's such a, there's such, the way, such a weight of tradition, so many hundreds of years of nobody ever doing Yibam, and it's such, a, it's such a strange and radical thing. I'm just saying this to bring up ideas, but I'm not passing Allah Chalamaisa until we see more Gedolim who agree. And that was his conclusion. On paper, he thinks his grounds to be Mekel. In practice, Allah Chalamaisa, he's not willing to be Mekel without the, without the endorsement of other Gedolim. Whether he ever got such endorsement is unclear. 
in the in the maftechos in the in the indexes or table of contents of the of the marsham. He often added small notes. He added like uh, supplementary notes. In this tshuva, he he, he summarizes his tshuva. He added uh, he summarizes the tshuva and he added another citation. But he didn't. He never. He doesn't say whether he got the the ascent he was looking for. In the in the maftech, he writes. He summarizes the tshuva. The man lost four wives. He has many young children. Can't find another wife. The yavam is a talmud chacham. The yavama is familiar with the kids. The kids, uh, the kids are, are used to her, and for for a while they 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 know her and they and, and they 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 get along with her. So it's, so can we be matter ibum because of the igun haish and tovas hayisomim? I discussed whether kavana for two mitzvahs is a problem. Whether kavana for one mitzvah detracts from the other. Whether Rabbi Shol's din is, uh, is an Isra Torah or Drabanan. Another question he says, and he tells you, look in the Sharon Melech also it talks about uh, well, at least one of these points, but he doesn't tell you whether he ever got the other Rabbanim who signed off on his, uh, on his rule. So this is the typical attitude of Ashkenaz, that there's a very, very strong minhag not to do Yibam. On paper, the halacha is not really that strict. It, it's uh, many, many Rishonim HaMekil, there are, there are different Yerufim to be Mekil, the Shavuz Yaakov was Mekil when necessary. Well, nice the Marsham, in theory, was willing to be Mekil, but he wanted, uh, he wanted the, the Haskam of other Gedolim. We don't know if he ever got it. A very, very different treatment of the question appears in Rav Avadya. Rav Safe, of course, was a Sfardi, and a, a big thrust of his rabbinic career was trying to buttress and bolster Sfardic tradition. He, the the, the Sfardim were, were apparently not as... Uh, the, the, they, they, in Eretz Yisrael especially, the, maybe they weren't as, as among the elites as much as the Ashkenazim were, the, the Ashkenazim-controlled institutions, and so on. And uh, the Ravadia felt it was his mission, I think, to be machzer atar liyashna, to uh, revitalize Sephardic tradition. And this question of Yibum was a classic example where he fought tooth and nail to preserve the mitzvah of Yibum. The context there is that in the year Tavshin Yud, in 1950, the chief rabbinate of Israel, at that time, Israel has two chief rabbis, one Sephardic, one Ashkenazic. At that, at that time, the two chief rabbis were two Gidole Hadar. The Ashkenazic chief rabbi was Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Halevi Herzog, a tremendous, tremendous Talmud Chacham. And the Sephardic chief rabbi, the Rishon Lezion, was Rabbi Tzion Meir Chayuziel, author of Mishpat Yuziel, also a great Talmud Chacham. They were the two chief rabbis of that time. They issued a takana in their official capacity as the chief rabbinate, banning Yibam. They were going to prohibit Yibam. Ravadi quotes the Takana, he says, in most Kehilos Yisrael, they claimed, and, and in the Ashkenazim in Eretz Yisrael, they were Makabal like the Ramah, not to do Yibam. Even if they want to do Yibam, we don't let them. In the course of the Tshuva, Ravadi says that this is flat out not true, the claim that in most Kehilos Yisrael they don't do Yibam. He says, look at the Radvaz, there are many, many Kehilos that they did. Certainly all the Sephardic Kehilos, Turkey and Egypt and North Africa and Syria and, uh, and Sfard and Spain and so on. Many, many parts of the world they do do Yibam to claim that Rov Kehilos Yisrael they don't is already a tendentious claim. But anyway, he says in Rov Kehilos Yisrael they, they don't do Yibam and uh, Bismanenu he says certainly most, most Yavams are not Mechav English and Mitzvah. Therefore, they, can, they decided Mishum Darche Shalom to uh, promote peace and, and comedy and achdos medina Israel and uh, unity among Klal Yisrael and Israel, we, should, we, we don't want to have the Torah kishtei Torahs. We don't want the Torah to, to, to bifurcate into two Torahs. Therefore, there goes there on the on the citizens of Israel and on those who emigrate to Israel in the future and live in Eretz Israel. From now on, we are banning Yibum. They must do chalitza, 
etc., etc. They did give a loophole. They, they did allude to the types of scenarios of the Shvaz Yaakov and the Marsham. They wrote that the Mesibos Miuchados in special circumstances, Israel with a special uh, dispensation from the chief rabbinate, There is the possibility of allowances for specific circumstances, but in general, they were banning Yibam. Now, Ravadi had a case in Tafshin Yidalef in 51, where there, were, there was a Yavam and a Yavama. He says he was in the base, the regional base in the Petach Tikva. There were Yemenites, where there was a Yemenite situation of Yibum. The husband, the, 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 the brother wanted to Yibum. The woman actually did not. The woman actually did not want to do Yibum. However, Rav Avadia says she declined to do Yibum without a good reason. Low Tam Sabir without a reasonable uh, explanation. Let's say, Ruva, let's Yavalo, she had no, uh, no good reason for not doing evil. Not sure why a woman needs a good reason not to want to marry her brother-in-law. Maybe she doesn't like him. Maybe she never got along with him. I don't know. Maybe she wants to marry somebody else. But Ravadi didn't, whatever the case was, Ravadi didn't feel that she had a good reason. The question was, what should the Basin do? Should the Basin say, we don't do Yibam anyway because the chief rabbin had banned Yibam? Or should we say, Minux is we do Yibam and therefore we're not going to force her to do Yibam but we should at least encourage her to do Yibam. Rav Avadia wrote an epic tshuva. It's more than ten pages. It runs from, it's in Chelek Vav, it runs from page, page 399 all the way out to page, to page 411, where he has an epic tshuva arguing that the correct practice for Sfardim in particular is to do Yibam. He spent several pages going through the Surya and collecting all the Rishonim, then he discusses the, the, you know, the question, all the questions we've discussed. Is Abishol's din deraiso drabanan? What about mixed motives and so on? He says the vast majority of the postkim, certainly for Sfardim, are, are in favor of Yibam. And Yibam is, uh, is wonderful, he says. And, 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 and Yibam is a, is a great mitzvah for Sfardim. I'll be the Radvaz. And the Ravavadya concludes that Yibam is definitely a mitzvah for Sfardim. So he writes that the. He writes that he brings the Radvaz, he brings all these all these poskim that we learned, and he says, Sofdavra kol Nishma, that the bottom line is he says, we follow the Shulchanarach, and the Shulchanarach in this case is based on Rove Minyan and Rove Binyan of Gedolia Poskim, whose Psachim we follow, for Svardim in particular. Mitzvah Yibum Kodemas Lachalitza Gambazmanazah. That Yibum is to be preferred even with Manazet. And therefore, he says, what the chief rabbinate tried to do to ban Yibum, he says, is invalid. They have no authority, they have no power. They try to ban Yibum even for Sfardim. They have no authority to do such a thing. It's simply, uh, it's simply, it's, it's simply an overstepping of their authority. They, they, they cannot uh, rewrite the Torah. The, the, the Torah, as filtered through the halachic process, says that for Sfardim, Yibam is a mitzvah. The chief rabbinate has no right whatsoever to ban a mitzvah. He goes on. He says that the, even Ashkenazim, various Ashkenazim, said that there's a question in the Gemara that we've shown him, even the Ramah brings different opinions, whether if the Yavim and the Yavim want to do Yibam, we, we don't encourage Yibam, we, we don't participate in it, but whether we allow them to do Yibam, whether we object, and some of Ashkenazim said they never actually banned Yibam. Abishol says we're not going to uh, promote it. We're not going to uh, we're going to recommend against it because we're choshe they're doing it shalol It's not strictly usher. If they want to do it and they claim they're having good motives, that they can do it. He says 
Certainly for Svardim, he says that, uh, certainly for Svardim, we tell him, L'chatchila, do Yibam. If you want to do Yibam, do Yibam. We tell them, make sure you do it for the right reason. To be choshish for Abishol, it's good to tell them that, it's good to tell them that they should do it L'shem Mitzvah, and explain to them that it's a great Mitzvah, and, and they should do it for that reason. But even if they're not Mechavim L'shem Mitzvah, we pass them like the Chachamim, like the Shavos Yaakov said, like the Post can say, even, even if they have Kavana for both reasons, that's also fine, like the Shavos Yaakov, the Aruch HaShulchan Paskins like that, the Ben Eshchai, even if they do it for the wrong reason as well, for, for both reasons, that's fine, that, that, that we pass like, that, that even according to Abishol, that's fine, we pass like the Chachamim, so for all these reasons, for Sfardim, there's no question we should recommend Yibam, he says, certainly if there's reason to believe he's Mechavim L'shem Shemayim, Therefore, getting back to his case, after, after about 12 pages, he says, 11 pages, he says, in our case, he says, in, the, the Basin should, should try, the Yivam didn't want to do Yibam. Nevertheless, since Yibam is the right thing to do, the Basin should try to persuade her to do Yibam, he says, that uh, in order to make him shame, a Mason Lachlaso, they really should do Yibam. In a footnote to the Tshuva, in a footnote he writes, that what gets him really, really upset, he says, it's bad enough, he says, that the, the chief rabbinate is going against the Messiah of the Sfardim and, and trying to abolish a mitzvah. What's even worse than that, he says, we do, we do find occasionally that the Chachamim were abolished mitzvahs when they felt that they were countervailing reasons. So, for example, we don't blow shofar and Rosh Hashanah that falls out on Shabbos. That was a tekan of the Gemara, not of the chief rabbinate of, in, the, in 1950. But... Uh, but the Chazal said that they, they abolished blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah, they abolished Megillah, they, they, they abolished, uh, they said Purim doesn't fall, when Purim falls out on Shabbos, there's a discussion of reading the Megillah, there, 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 there's a discussion about, um, we, don't, we, don't, we don't take Lulav on, uh, on Shabbos, circus. They, they abolished these mitzvahs because of concerns for carrying. So we do find that the Chacham sometimes were okir, davrim, atara, b'shev, v'altasa. But nevertheless, Ravadia feels that it's, a, it's an outrage for Rabbanim of the 20th century. It's totally uh, illegitimate for Rabbanim of the 20th century to abolish Yibam, which for Sfardim, even though it's Machlokis, but for Sfardim, it's absolutely the normative halacha. In a footnote, he writes, and even worse, Kolshkein, he says, I heard, and this got me really upset, he says, Retir Gazbitni, I heard they did this at the request under pressure of the Sarei Hamem Shalaha Yisraelim under the government ministers, Jewish ministers, Israeli, Asher B'Shem Yisrael Yechunu, they're called Jews, they're called Yisrael, they're not acting like Jews in this context, to be Vatel Mitzvah Zibam, that certainly is illegitimate, he says, that these Sarim, Shem Rashim, it's a classic pun, the word Sar means a noble, a noble or, a, or, an off, or, or a minister, Rush means someone who's poor, Sar and Rush is an anagram, Sarim, Shem Rashim, they're, they're empty, they're poor of Torah and Mitzvahs, they're lacking religion, they're kofrim b'tarash b'chzavah shebal peh. We have to be most nefesh, he says, against these Risharim. Risharim who want to uproot the Torah. The Torah doesn't meet, the, the Torah doesn't find favor with their modern sensibilities, he says. We have to be most nefesh to resist this kind of brazen attempt, outrageous attempt to reform the Torah. The, that's what the Eitzahara does. Tchila, he wants you to do this. Just, just, just get rid of Yibam, then he'll want you to get rid of other mitzvahs. He, he can't do that, he says. He says... Uh, they want to be Oker the Das. It's like Shas Hashmad, you have to be Moser Nefesh even on trivial things. He says, we certainly can't listen to them, even if, uh, even if there were Heterim on the Alpitara through Abatel Ibn, we have to make them. We have to, this is a matter of principle. We cannot allow the Torah to be dictated to us by, by government officials, he says. And uh, absolutely not. This is, this is uh, how can we make ourselves a tool for the hand, in the hands of the Apikursim and the heretics, he says. Who are worse than and so on and so forth. 
he says, and who, who made the chief rabbinate authority here, he says, is the Torah theirs to, to do with it whatever they want, to reform it, he says, are they the, are they the guardians of the Torah? And the Shulchan Aruch is, is, is the guidepost of our halacha, and so on and so forth, and, and we're not going to sell out the Torah for, for political pressure, he says, and so on and so forth. So he basically, he, he defied a takana of the chief rabbinate. In 1951, he said that although the chief rabbinate says Yibam is Asr, the takana is void, they have no authority to do so. Yibam for Sfardim is a great mitzvah. Even if the woman doesn't want to do Yibam, we try to encourage her to do Yibam. But that is the right thing to do, and that is what he, that is what he wrote. This is what he wrote in 1951 in Tufshin Yudalaf. He has a second tshuva, 23 years later or so, in Tufshin Lamedalad in 74. This tshuva was written, there was another case that arose by Ibum, also Svardim. In this case, he, he wrote it to three, to three Rabbanim, three Dayanim. Yitzchak Yedid Frankel, I don't know who that is, he was the Rav Rashi and Ravid of Tel Aviv Yafo, Rashmul Baruch Werner, who was a very distinguished Dayan at that time, and Shlomo Tena, also a great Svardik, uh, a prominent Svardik Dayan. They, after Avadia, they, they had a case of Ibum, a case came before them, they, they were prepared to do Yibam, Alpi the Minig of the Sfardim. They knew it was against the chief rabbinate's uh, Takana, and, and they knew Rav Avadia had said that Takana had no, they had no authority, and, and they, they wanted to know, does he still, do they have cover to do this? Does he still maintain his, his dismissal of the chief rabbinate's Takana? Should they go ahead and do Yibam? They say that they, they had a case in Bastin. The, man, the, the man's name was Avram Shin, the abbreviation for his last name. Avram, some name begins with a Shin, his last name. His Yivama was called Juliet Chin. I guess they had the same last name. The brothers shared the same last name. So the Avram had a Yibam situation with his sister-in-law, Juliet. And in this case, unlike Ravadia's first case, this was an even better test case for Yibam. In this case, they, or they both wanted to do Yibam. But it was against the, Rabban, the Takana. They both wanted to do Yibam. They both were from the Eidot to Mizrach. They both were Sfardim. And they both followed the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch. And should they do Yibam? So the Dayanim here wanted to do Yibam, which is the Shita of the Shulchan Aruch. And well, Ashkenazim are different, but uh, they knew there was a new Takana that was, accept, that was established by the... that was, that was um, promulgated by the Rabbanut, that you can't do Yibam B'zmanazeh. And however, the Dayanim saw that Ravadia did not feel that the Takana had any, had any authority. And, and, and you know that my custom is I, I support Yibam when, when, Svardim, when Svardim have a situation of Yibam. And, and like the Shulchan Aruch, and therefore you want to know, what should they do, what should you do in your case? Should you, uh, would, I, would I authorize you, would I, would I endorse your conduct in doing Ibum against the, the Takana of the chief rabbin? So he summarizes his whole tshuva, he goes through the whole thing again, that yes, absolutely, there are many, 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 many Rishonim who are in favor of Ibum, that's the Ikr Halacha for Sfardim, and so on and so forth, and therefore Ibum should be done. So Rav Avadia says, Amatmiya, I cannot understand, he says, how how the Ravuziel had the temerity to sell out the Svardik Masara. He says, uh, to Asr Yibam, particularly, either of them can't Asr on the Svardim. Certainly Ravuziel, who was a Svardi himself, how is he willing to sell out the Svardik Masara? Because negative against the Gedoli Aposkim that were in favor of Yibam, he says, and against the Shulchan Aruch. And I say, and I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid to say, their Takana has no validity, he says, Adrab, it's a mitzvah to flout it and to support those who want to do Yibam, uh, those who are Sfardim or Eidot to Mizrach. Ainli Suffolk, he says, on, I have no doubt that it was the love, this is, this is a backhand compliment, it was the love of the Rishon Lutzion, Rabbi Uziel, 
the love for Achtos Ha'uma to try to increase unity in Kal Yisrael that caused him Lekalkalas Ashura. Chazal famously say that both Sina Mekalkalas Ashura as well as Ava Mekalkalas Ashura, Ava Mekalkalas Ashura, love can cause someone to uh, exceed the bounds of propriety. It was Rav Azil's great love for Klal Yisrael that caused him to err and uh, make this mistake of trying to ban Yibum because of his overwhelming commitment for Avat Yisrael and Achtos Ha'uma. He goes on and he says that he has an interesting story. He says that uh, that there's a uh, there was once a meeting of the count of the Moetzet of Yerushalayim, the rabbinic council of Yerushalayim. So one of the areas where Sephardic practice is markedly different from Ashkenazic practice is Shechita, Shechita and Trefus. Sephardim have different different minhagim. Some of them are much stricter. That's the whole idea of Beis Yosef meat, Beis Yosef glat, which is a, a stricter standard of glat. They also have certain leniencies they follow. In general, the Ramah has many, many, we're learning Shechita now and Trefus in the Kol. In general, there are, there are many, many, many cases where the Ramah brings all kinds of Chumras, which the Mechaber doesn't have. But in certain areas, the, the Mechaber was stricter. And in general, so there were these major differences between Shechita, between Sfard and Ashkenaz. And in Eretz Yisrael, there, 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 there were two Shechitas. There was a Shechita for the Ashkenazim and a Shechita for the Sfard. So at this meeting of the Rabbinate of Yerushalayim, there was a proposal, or a Vuziel proposed, that in order to, to promote Achtos and unity among the different uh, Kehilos in Yerushalayim, the Svardim would be willing to give up their traditions of Shechita, not sure if he meant give up the Chumras, give up the Kulas, give up everything, in order to join with Ashkenazim and have one unified Shechita. Again, this is an example of Rav Ozeel's great Achtos, a great Ava for Achtos Yisrael, that he was willing to relinquish Svardic traditions in favor of Achtos. Rav Ozeel, in general, one of the great values of all his, all his Torah was, was he, he, he loved Klal Yisrael, he wanted Achtos in Klal Yisrael, Says, says Rav Avadi, it's, record, it's recorded that at this meeting, Ratzi Pesach Frank, the great Rav of Yerushalayim, he got up and he said, if the, he said, even if the Sfardim are willing to give up Sfardik Shechita, I will preserve it. I think it's important for Sfardim to have their tradition, follow their traditions of Shechita. If they don't want to organize a Sfardik Shechita, I'll do it. Uh, I, I will maintain that. He was an Ashkenazi, Rav Frank. I will, I, will, I will perpetuate Sfardik Shechita because it's important for them to follow their menhagim and not to just sell out their traditions to be like the Ashkenazim. That's not, that's not the right thing to do, he says. He says that he says that Ravazil is completely wrong. He doesn't understand why he doesn't understand the he says he, he, does, he doesn't understand why why it's so important to have uh, to have unified Menhagim. He says that it's a machsheva shav, it's a, it's a bogus concern, he says. Every Ada should continue the Masorah of, of their Abit Menhagim. Like the, the that that there's nothing wrong with that he says he brings numerous poskim to that effect he says Ashkenazim and Sfardim have different minhagim and it was never a problem he says the he, he quotes a number of examples of this in many other areas we say that each Ada, kashrus follows its own minhagim he says so he says manish tanadim yibum mikol sharadinim hanal why all of a sudden when it comes to yibum do the Sfardim have to abandon their masara doesn't make any sense he says he says Arab He says because of this dimyon, this 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 chimera of achdus ha'uma. He says there's no takana of this of this of there's no validity to this takana of the rabbanutar of the rabbanutar ashit. He says, and so on and so forth. He reiterates many of the things he said in his first shuva, and the bottom line is he concludes at the end of his of, his, of the second shuva in Tafshin Lamadalad in seventy four. Hamura Mikal Ha'amur, he tells these other distinguished Dayanim, the bottom line is, I reiterate, I, I stand by my, my position, my opposition to the Takana of the chief rabbinate, I am Maskim B'chalibi, wholeheartedly, the, uh, I don't have to have any other Gedolim endorse this, he says, um, I, I wholeheartedly endorse my position, that Yibum is the correct policy for Svardim, 
and we should allow the Yavam, uh, Avram, Shin, to Miyavim, his Yavimto, Juliet, Shin, to do the Mitzvim, Ka'alacha. In, in the first tshuva, I don't think it's recorded that, in, in the first tshuva, he says, I, I don't know if it's recorded what he actually did, whether they actually did Yibam or not. He says he encouraged them to do Yibam, but uh, he encouraged them to do Yibam, he says, but the... But I don't know if it's recorded whether they did or they didn't. But in this, in this last tshuva, he says, he, he endorsed the decision of the Dayanim to have them do Yibam, he says. And in brackets, the very last line of the tshuva is, It was done. They did Yibam, apparently. They defied the chief rabbinate. They said that Yibam is the correct thing to do for Svardim, and they did it. I don't know what happens today. It's another, uh, it's another 40 years later. I don't know if Yibam is still occurring among Svardim or not in Eretz Yisrael, or whether they finally gave it up. But this is Ravadia's position, the very strongly held position, that Yibam is the correct, the correct mode of line, line of conduct for Sfardim. So for Ashkenazim, even Ravadia's mode for Ashkenazim, it, it is certainly their prerogative. It is a well-established Ashkenazic minog over the last several hundred years, at least, not to do Yibam. But even Ashkenazim, we saw, allow or might allow for Yibam in, in uh, extreme, extenuating circumstances. Even the chief rabbinate's takana, Made uh, allowed uh, allowed for the possible exception. It has to be. It has. It has to be signed off on by the chief rabbinate and the chief rabbis. But they allowed for the possibility of yibum in extenuating circumstances. However, for Svardim, they tried to ban yibum for Svardim as well. That Ravadia furiously opposed, and these other dayanim apparently supported him. They said for Svardim it is a mitzvah. The, 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 the chief rabbis are not the authorities on halacha. It's that they have no right to abolish what for Svardim is a major mitzvah. And therefore, Yibam should be done. The, the chief, the chief rabbi's takana can be safe, can and should be ignored. And Ravavadia's position was that we would and we would encourage and we would allow and we would participate and endorse Yibam b'smanazeh for Svardim, for Edo to Mizrach, and for all those communities that follow the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch and most Rishonim who say that mitzvah Yibam is kodemes even b'smanazeh.